KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The coronavirus pandemic from KYW In-Depth. I'm Matt Leon. These have been unprecedented times for everyone, but specifically the restaurant industry is really getting hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic. Of course, you can't dine in. A lot of places weren't kind of designed with a takeout menu in mind or delivery. So we've seen a lot of our favorite restaurants that have kind of had to adjust on the fly. And unfortunately, we've seen some of our favorite restaurants say that they're not going to be able to open again. We wanted to kind of take the temperature of the restaurant industry and also kind of get a feel for what changes we could see big picture and going forward. So we checked in with Dr. Karidwin King. She is an associate professor and chairperson of the Department of Tourism and Hospitality Management at Temple University. And we had a really interesting discussion about the restaurant business. Give a listen. So let's start with a question. Unfortunately, I think I know the answer to at least to a point. We are now more than two months into basically everything being shut down in this pandemic. How dire is the situation kind of overall in the restaurant industry at this point? This word has been used a lot, um, but I'm going to use it again. It's unprecedented. It it really is for a lot of businesses, but particularly for for hospitality. As soon as those government uh, mandated shutdowns happened, it, it completely changed what business meant for for a lot of um, small businesses in the hospitality industry. And I think as we, over the two months, and and as we've evolved in our understanding of what is happening uh, in real time, a lot of these small businesses have had to try and recalibrate and sort of redefine how they reconnect or or maintain relevance in the marketplace. And so it's been very turbulent for them. I think the main concern... When we talk about these restaurants and specifically the independent restaurants, I think the chains will go through their hardships, but they will probably find a way to survive, at least most of them. But past the idea that a lot of places we like to eat probably aren't going to be able to keep their doors open. What are your other concerns for the industry past just simply the loss of restaurants and jobs? Um, that's a big one. No, I mean, the, the focus on the financial aspect. But I think to your point about the independent um, restaurants, they're a big part of our community. And hospitality in general, the, why people love hospitality and why you want to be in it is because you want to create experiences and that sense of connection and that 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 social fabric of society. And so, you know, again, when this when this pandemic happened, it really cut to the core of what hospitality was about, and particularly for independent restaurant owners that play a big role within their local community. And, and it's been fantastic to watch locals want to support their independence if they are open for takeout and, and, and to try and keep them open because I think um, we all realise that in our, in our own local community, they play a big role in our own lives. And so I think that that is another side effect that's going to happen here um, if people, if businesses aren't able to survive, about what it does to, to the community and the experiences that we have and the opportunities we have to connect outside of the household. And speaking of community, you know, kind of going along the ripple effect here, there are a lot of cities, a lot of towns that have a lot kind of staked in the idea that they're a destination for restaurant 
people. Absolutely. People that, mm-hmm. that like to travel for food or even like neighborhoods are just known because they've got a lot of great, I mean, this is going to be something that we don't know a number that's going to stay open, a number that's going to close and stuff, but this is going to kind of change the look of a lot of neighborhoods, a lot of towns, a lot of cities, and, and they're going to kind of be scrambling in a lot of different ways, aren't they? Yeah, I think I think you identified something that's that that is um, a, a contemporary uh, tourism experience that we have now, which is that is food tourism. And you're absolutely right. A lot of smaller cities, in particular, or towns, have really successfully before this reinvented themselves based on the culinary experience and and have made exceptional food uh, experiences accessible to a lot of people. And so, when you've shaped your identity on that. And that identity immediately gets taken away from you um, to the extent that it may permanently be taken away from you. How do you how do you rebuild from that? And so, again, I think that that's the importance of thinking about your these independent restaurants as being more than just a place where you would go on a Friday night to a, to a place that brings people, you know, to your destinations, a place that is a significant economic generator. Like, you know, again... An independent in and of itself is um, is not going to be a big contributor, but if if a destination or a town has developed a profile based on that, then yeah, it, it it will have that extended ripple effect. Let's talk about some of the ways we could see the industry change now, from just kind of anecdotally from going places and from talking to people and doing interviews. For the most part, takeout delivery had always kind of been not something the company focused on. It was added as a as a plus, you know, to their overall business model, but it wasn't the focus. Could we see that reverse, not just short-term, but long-term, and see more places maybe only offer a handful of tables, but really have a robust, try to funnel everything to a robust take? And I don't just mean like for the rest of this calendar year, like this becomes a business model going forward. Absolutely. You know, I mean, when we've had other crises before, big or on a small scale, I think the silver lining for a lot of those things, if, if there are, if there is one, is how it forces you to try new things. Um, and, and in trying those new things to survive that, that current time frame, what's great and what you see, you know, a lot of successful businesses do is look at this opportunity to sort of say, this in the short term is helping me, but is it something that I can sustain for the benefit of the, the in this case, the restaurant moving forward? And I, and I think you're absolutely right with a lot of these takeout experiences, particularly the ones that opted in early. And what I mean early is, is sort of as soon as, as the shutdown happened, they, they pivoted. And there were trial and error sort of situations. But you can see some small restaurants now that have done it very well. They've built their profile on social media. They understand how to use Facebook better or or Instagram or whatever to connect with their customers. They've understood what a menu looks like that is in a takeout situation versus, you know, a menu that is is, um, a normal menu you would have with dine-in options. And also, too, I think as consumers for us, we're also seeing the joy of being able to take these amazing experiences home and, and recreate them in a space that we want too. And so absolutely, I think that there is a great opportunity. Um, I think, as I said, consumer behaviour will will demand it. And not saying that consumer behaviour outside of this will not say, once again, I want to be in a restaurant experience. I think we all will want that. 
but it, it's these other opportunities to extend again from a, a small business point of view how do I extend my reach my revenue opportunities and I really do think that this crisis um, has presented an opportunity not to every restaurant. I mean, it, it depends on your concept, but I do think that there is opportunities. And and you even see now with the legislation passed within Pennsylvania about restaurants now being able to serve cocktails and the excitement that that's around that. So it's, just, it's the novelty thing. But again, crises can also illuminate for us opportunities to extend ourselves a little bit more. Um, and so I do think that there are opportunities for new business models out of this. As far as the dine-in concept that's not going to go away obviously but do you think we will see anything close to what we're used to until there's a vaccine or this virus is completely really in the rear view mirror because i know personally like as much as i would love to go out to eat and take the family to eat the idea of of having to wear a mask and i'm not saying i totally wear it but just Instead of trying to relax and having to wear a mask and having well, to have the, a server yeah. be concerned mm-hmm. about how close they – it just isn't that It's appealing. not comfortable. It, right. So not, I just yeah. wonder is what are – even when places are allowed to open 33% capacity, what's that going to look like? I just – I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. And I think that this past weekend has, has sort of um, uh, illuminated there is not a one-size-fits-all fits all with that response because – as we're now seeing more and more states open up, you are seeing consumers react in very different ways and restaurant operators reacting in very different ways. Some are trying to get back to pre-March operations. Others are trying to to modify and reflect what they feel, not only is the guidelines, but also consumer sentiment. Um, And so I think that certainly what happened in this last weekend is we we all started to sort of stretch out a bit. I think you'll find what happens in the next two weeks to a month to see if there's been an impact as a result of that. I think even then will be, because this has been, this timeframe has now been the test of what is it like without a a vaccine? And so, yeah, again, I, I... I don't have a crystal ball, but I, I, I think it, it just continues to evolve. I, I do think, though, restaurants have to acknowledge it, right? It, 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 even if consumer sentiment is more confident than perhaps what we would think without a vaccine, I, I think there is still a consumer expectation that when I go to your restaurant, you are complying. like you, mm-hmm. And there is visible evidence of that, whether it's limiting the number of seats in the restaurant, whether that's how you're sanitising or, or the publicity of how you're or providing a safe environment. But there, there is no doubt that it, ha- it has to change. Um, it's just the extent to which or how long it stays and also too, as I said, you know, consumer sentiment. And I think that this past Memorial Weekend is going to give us a very good indication of consumer feeling of confidence in in two two weeks to a month when that potential lag time um, with regards to the impact of the virus could could show. So we've kind of talked about the the how the businesses could change with takeout delivery stuff like that. Do you think what restaurants look like are going to change going forward? I and when I say that, I mean. Could we see places that are designed over the next five, ten years have a shift to as open an area as possible, more outdoor dining with awnings, stuff like that? And 
once again, it, this is kind of baked in. This would be, could we see a resurgence in places like drive-ins and stuff like that where people can go out? You know, I, I just wonder if we will, another thing we'll look back on and say, you know, wow, look at all these places and they're, they wouldn't look this way if this didn't happen. Absolutely. And I think this goes back to my earlier point of the silver linings that come out of situations like this. You know, you're successful in, the, in, in, a, in any market to the extent that you can read what that market wants. And so I think that, again, in the short term and in the long term, it's being responsive to the market. I have no doubt and I haven't since this this crisis started and, and, and they shut down. Um, there will be this pent up demand of people and we again, this last week has been a reflection of it, of people wanting to connect again and be in, be in social and, and have hospitality experiences curated for them. And, that, and that's going to happen. And so it's really just what the consumer wants moving forward. I don't know to the extent of how much what is happening now is fundamentally going to ingrain a change in our head as consumers about how I want to interact with the server or, or, or what I want that restaurant space to be like. Um, I do think that generally as we go on um, as consumers, we have a small attention span and perhaps, you know, yes, this is dominating our thought process for this next calendar year, but will we get to a stage where it, it's, it's in our rear view mirror and we just are continuing to covet exceptional experiences? So, the answer to your question, I would have answered yes to that question in February too. Will restaurant experiences look different in, in two or three years? Absolutely, and that's driven by the market. And, and it will be this time. Will there be more, like as you said, drive-in or, or dining out sort of stuff? Perhaps. I think, again, like we see with um, with the takeout, you know, drive-ins have been like it's a novelty factor again. So, yes, that may in fact just bubble up again as people want seeking different experiences. So one of the offshoots of this, could we see automation rise in restaurants even more than we have now, where maybe instead of dealing for the most part with a waiter or a server or a waitress, you're kind of handed a, a handheld type iPhone thing and you plug in what you want or Maybe if you want the insert, you call ahead and they have it ready. I don't know, but could we see automation kind of uh, grab the wheel here and and put even more of a footprint into the restaurant industry? Look, I think there is opportunity there for that. And technology, as it grows year on year, there's always ways that we can use technology to facilitate a service. I think the important thing to remember is is staying true to the core experience that you want and identifying how technology can augment that. Um, and so the, the the reference that you made about using an iPad to order, you could go to Chili's and, and order your menu from a, from a, from your, your table. But if you're going to a fine dining restaurant, that's probably not the experience that you want. However, touchless paying, you know, whether it's through Venmo or, or using your iPhone, that's an experience that I think all consumers, whether it's high-end or your local takeout, which is something that's valid and, and a meaningful experience. And so I think that, again, understanding your your core experience, what your customers are looking for is really important, and then identifying opportunities where you can augment that with technology in a way that still is, is seamless. Um, and we're seeing a lot of small business now 
learning that, you know, um, they were maybe only did cash before or perhaps, you know, people use their credit card and but now we're doing curbside pickup I can't go in and put my credit card in there you're not taking cash so we're seeing small businesses develop you know open up Venmo accounts and doing all of those sorts of things and while that's a great technology application to address the needs of today that is something that can sustain them moving forward outside of a time when we have to do social distancing so identifying all of these opportunities that can help facilitate the experience um, but while remaining true to what that experience is i think there's lots of lots of opportunities there that's it for this episode of kyw in-depth coronavirus for more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the philadelphia area or if you want to know how what you see or hear on the news is going to change your own life or your own routine then subscribe to the kyw in-depth podcast Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. Listener.